How's it going, everybody? And welcome to Just Nobody's Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm your host, Daniel. And today we're doing a podcast. Woo! If you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button and also hit the like button. It's the one with the thumbs up. If you don't mind hitting it, hit it. But if you don't want to, it's all good. Also, comment what you want us to talk about next week. As you're going to see throughout this video, we took your guys' suggestions from last week and we're talking about it this week. So let's get into it. Did you see they're making a new Tarzan? What? They're making a new Tarzan movie. A live action Tarzan? Like. Or animated i don't know they said it's sony though sony's making a tarzan movie and they said they're totally reinventing the character for the 21st century so it's like tarzan today they're said they're like changing the character completely yeah i don't know how i feel about that i feel that's kind of weird i feel like if it's it's a disney movie you gotta stay with disney yeah don't be going off and especially because like the original music is disney so if they change the music i doubt they're gonna have singing you can't have tarzan without the you'll be in my heart there's definitely been other tarzan movies like after tarzan the animated one i feel like other companies have made tarzan movies now that i think about it really yeah and i don't think they're very good well i don't remember them so okay so speaking of crazy things we all know squid game season two it wasn't only confirmed we knew that it's been confirmed but we saw some unreleased footage from season one that actually is very important to the story and it kind of foreshadows what's going to happen in season two it was a pretty big piece of information even though it didn't look like much so if you didn't see it i talked about this on tiktok about how there's a crazy theory about what's going on with the front man so the unreleased footage shows us is that we see the front man walking into his apartment he has two goldfish he walks in he starts pouring his goldfish in the goldfish bowl and with What's crazy is, is it's the same goldfish that we see dead in his apartment in episode three when his brother goes to the apartment. But what's interesting about this scene is when you see the front man, right, his hair's down, he looks kind of sad. And keep in mind, this is after the events of him winning Squid Game in 2015. So it's been a couple years after winning. You think after winning a couple million dollars, you're pretty happy. I mean, you're going to live your life pretty differently, right? You're going to probably buy a nicer house. You're not oh, going to yeah. have some cheap apartment. You're going to really step up your life. It's not a couple million. It's like, what, $468 million or something like that? Yeah, so it's it's a lot of money. And as we see, the front man looks really sad. He doesn't have much of like a crazy, you know, lavish life. And what's interesting about the goldfish, okay, when the you see dead goldfish in movies it actually symbolizes the loss of wealth so with that being said we can see the dead goldfish we see the front man sad with his hair down not really doing too well so the theory is is that he lost all the money from winning squid game and he went to go try to like go back to the games to work to get more money yeah as the front man and what's interesting too about his hair right so his hair was wow. like it's like damn right whenever we see the front man in season one his hair is always up well put together even when he's upset and sad right his hair is always still up yeah and it's really bizarre the director intentionally had him you know have his hair down and just look really sad i mean as we know there's a lot of symbolism in squid game oh yeah a lot of hidden symbols remember the whole like all the games on the wall thing right there's a lot of crazy stuff like that yeah and then for them to announce like okay you know we don't have anything for squid game season two yet but i want to leave you guys with a gift of this unreleased clip from season one yeah so obviously there's some meaning behind it otherwise you wouldn't just show that you know what i mean yeah and i think the director said he wants season two to kind of revolve around the front man like his kind of story right i mean it's very interesting very interesting character we all want to know how do you go from winning the games and getting all that money and all of a sudden now you are working for the games as the like the ring leader the evil one yeah so speaking of crazy stuff this week squid game to doom all this stuff was going on but there's also some really disturbing stuff okay you know me i'm not very into <laughs> scary movies okay 
And recently there's a movie Smile. Okay, if you haven't seen it. Oh, that movie looks crazy. Okay, let's just get this straight. Smile is scary, okay? I haven't seen it, but you know when you know a movie's really scary? When they're promotional ads, like on TV and billboards, they can't even show actual footage from the movie. They're actually animating clips from like the movie uh -huh. to advertise it, to make it more ad-friendly like for YouTube because their ads are so scary if they use the actual footage that they're using like fake animated footage to like say like go watch smile wait what they're animating it there is trailers uh -huh. to promote the movie where it's hand drawn are you kidding me yeah because i think the real footage is too scary what i'll be honest when i i went to go see i can't remember which movie it was i was sitting in the theater and i remember when that trailer for smile came on uh -huh. you saw it right have you seen it i think it's just like a lady smiling. Yeah, 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 yeah. And everyone's kind of smiling, and it's just so bizarre. So what Smile is doing, now that we talked about how, you know, they're not even having true advertisements. They're, like, having, like, hand-drawn stuff. They're trying to think of ways, how can we promote our movie that's not too disturbing, but also showing that it's a scary movie? Uh -huh. So what they're doing is they spent, like, thousands of dollars, right? So they pay one of these actors. They have an actor go to a baseball game, and they get a seat near home plate. So... Whenever a batter's swinging, right? Yeah. They're always on TV because they position themselves in a seat where you're always seen on TV. Okay. So th what they did was they hired an actor to go sit in the seat, wear a smile shirt. In the whole game, the actor is just smiling. Just smiling at the TV camera. The what? whole game. Standing up, just smiling at it. Are you kidding me? They're just standing there smiling the whole game. Yeah. Not moving. Right. I mean, they're standing there still. And I think it became like an issue, if I'm not mistaken. And they had to stop wearing the smile shirt uh -huh. because like you know mlb caught on oh. like hey that's kind of sketchy you can't be promoting your movie like that yeah but they still have people there like sitting and just smiling okay that's actually really smart but really freaky it's smart because look at we're all talking about it yeah right? you see someone smiling you're intrigued like what's going on i mean i don't know I haven't seen the movie, but I can just imagine that it's really scary. Yeah. So maybe having someone just smiling is less scary and more <laughs> like, okay, I can go watch that movie. That's freaky though. Screw that. Screw that. <laughs> Screw that. Seriously. I'm good. I ain't going to watch that movie. I mean, you got to be like, that's crazy. I know. Especially behind home plate, right? Every time a batter is batting, yeah. that person's on the screen. It's so funny. We also got invited to go watch The Barbarian. So like Disney and Fox, 20th Century Fox, invited us to go to The Barbarian premiere. And they said like, hey, do you guys want to go? You know, we would love to record like your reaction, right? So yeah. they're going to have us sit in the theater with a GoPro watching us. And like for me, I can't do scary movies, but Daniel loves scary. You, you like I, I like it. I like it. Obviously, we're like, okay, you know, this is this is good. Like, obviously, we'd love to go. Yeah. And for me, I know I will scream and I will <laughs> have a very hard time sitting there. Like, I know for a fact, yeah. I know that my heart would be racing and I would not be able to sit comfortably but i know it'd make great content right it so, would like, it people would. would love to probably see me screaming like a you know whatever word i would use to, <laughs> to inject a scared little person, person. <laughs> so what ended up happening was we got invited to go see me time yes so me time we, so we got invited to go see me time which is amazing funny movie very fun not scary yeah. kevin hart mark Wahlberg, <laughs> and uh it just so happened that the barbarian disney had to move the barbarian date right yeah so it happened to be the day we already agreed to go to the me time premiere for netflix yeah and i didn't have to go to the barbarian ryan was so relieved <laughs> oh my gosh i've seen some people's reactions on the barbarian and i'm just i'm glad that i didn't have to i think we need to go see it <sighs> I think we need to go see it and we need to film your reaction. Okay, if this video gets, it has to get 6,000 likes. <laughs>
If this video gets 6,000 likes, I'll go see The Barbarian. I just feel like that would just be the best video ever. Just to see you reacting to a scary movie. Okay, comment if you feel like we should go see it. I mean, obviously, Disney, 20th Century Fox, they always put out amazing movies. So I'm sure it's great. But I just know for me, since I know they do such a good job, if it's a scary movie, it's a scary movie. It's gonna be bad, it's yeah. Like, it's not like it's kind of scary. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's full on scary. It's gonna be, oh man. From what I've seen, that movie looks like a trip, man. Yeah. It looks crazy. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> 6,000 likes and we'll go watch it. On to the next. Okay, so crazy, crazy news. The, the news of the century, okay? You know, Hugh Jackman's coming oh. back in Wolverine. You're like, where was I going with yeah. that? So as we know, Hugh Jackman just announced with Ryan Reynolds that they're coming back. Deadpool 3, Wolverine's gonna be in the mix. And this is huge, right? We thought Wolverine retired. Yeah. I mean, we thought Hugh Jackman retired. We thought Patrick Stewart retired. And then look at Patrick Stewart came back. Yeah. Multiverse of Madness. And here we go. Hugh Jackman's back. So I guess, you know, there's a lot of theories. You talked about a crazy theory. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should tell people that haven't seen it. Okay. So we don't know where this Wolverine's gonna be coming from. Right. Fox universe, some other universe, one that's possibly already in the MCU. We yeah. don't know. They did release, right? Ryan Reynolds did say when it comes to Logan, yeah. right? This is not gonna affect Logan. Logan, Wolverine died. It, he's mm. not gonna change that. Yeah. So if we look at all the things that Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman said, they said they're done after Logan. They're done. But Patrick Stewart came back right. in Multiverse of Madness because Kevin Feige figured out a way to bring him back without affecting Logan. If Patrick Stewart's from Earth 838 and he has the iconic gold chair and right. green suit, there's gotta be X-Men there. For sure. So maybe Wolverine is already in the MCU just on Earth 838 and that's gonna be the Wolverine we see. It makes a lot of sense too because Patrick Stewart's character from 838, he says a line that was also said in Days of Futures Past which is in the Fox universe. Showing that it could be that same Fox universe right. X-Men that's on 838. And we know if patrick stewart professor x got his comic accurate costume wolverine might get the yellow blue and black he'd be getting that suit back i think that's what they're gonna do though they need to bring his suit yeah just to have justice to the character right all these years of i don't know how many years like 27 years or 30 years of playing wolverine to finally get that iconic blue and yellow black suit i think it's just either they're gonna have some kind of montage where they're gonna be changing right like yeah. do all the different suits and they're gonna laugh at it but i feel like He's going to put that suit on at some point in the movie. He's got to. Especially because they teased it in that deleted scene of the Wolverine. But I think they could even make a more comic accurate yeah, suit. Yeah, that's true. You got to throw in those blue blue pants. Right, right. So there's another crazy Deadpool 3 theory. Oh, we got to hear it. So like we're all talking about, right? Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman just released a video where they're talking and they're describing the events, what's going to be happening in Deadpool 3. But all of a sudden, music starts playing, and you have to read their lips because you can't hear what they're saying. Yeah, that video was probably one of the biggest trolls. But what if I told you I know what they said? Wait, what? So a creator named John Boy actually analyzed the whole conversation between Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds. He actually knows how to lip read really well and analyze what they're saying. And what Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman are saying is that at first they're going to be fighting each other, and then Deadpool's going to be chasing Wolverine, and then he'll catch Wolverine. And then Hugh Jackman says, we're going to be in our prime, like, it's going to be prime. And what's really interesting in Deadpool 2, we see how Deadpool uses Cable's time machine to travel different timelines to clean up the timeline. And there's a scene where he goes back to X-Men Origins and he kills Weapon 11, which is a version of Deadpool. And he even tells Wolverine, like, one day you're going to put down the claws and retire, but your friend Wade's going to come and ask you to pick him back up and you need to say yes. And Wolverine says to him, 
Oh, right. And what the scene does is it confirms that Deadpool can travel different timelines within the Fox universe. Okay, wait. I completely forgot about that scene. So since Deadpool can travel through time, right, and use these different timelines, that's how he's going to be able to get a younger Wolverine in the past. And that's why Hugh Jackman keeps talking about, like, being in our prime. Like, we're going to be in our prime because he's going to get a younger Wolverine in his prime. And it makes sense that Deadpool is going to be chasing him because he's going to be chasing him through time. Because the original Deadpool 3 script, when Fox owned it, it was actually supposed to be a Wolverine and Deadpool road trip movie where they go and try to destroy the Weapon X facility. And when it's all over, Deadpool can put Wolverine back in time in his correct timeline and it won't affect the events of Logan. That story makes complete sense. And especially how there's like, literally there's three different types of Wolverines within the timeline of Fox, right? We have X-Men Origins, where we see him get the animantium. Then we see X-Men 1, he gets the animantium. Little different situation. We have X-Men Apocalypse. All of a sudden he's wearing boxers and he has like a helmet on. Yeah. Three different times. It is a little funky. Within the same universe. That is true. Multiple timelines within the same universe. So they could pull one of those out, take him. And it won't affect Logan. It won't. It makes Lo total sense. Logan is supposed to be in its own timeline too. Okay, so moving on from that, we've been talking about a little bit of social experiments. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. Okay, so do you know the experiment that proved if someone had real friends or if they had fake friends? This will be interesting. Yeah, so we all have that one friend that we know we could always rely on, but this put them all to the test. So what happened was there was a bunch of paid actors in this super sketchy building and they just looked really messed up and it just didn't look like the place to be. Okay. So in this building, they had a bunch of people call their best friends between 1 a.m. and 5 a.m. and they said, hey, you need to come help me. I owe $300 to these really bad people. You need to come save me and bring me $300. And you could see some of the best friends like reply like, okay, I'm on my way. Just send me your address. I'll come right now. But some of them are like, dude, I cannot help you. Like you're on your own. You're done. I'm sure some of the friends are like, oh, sorry, I'm just really busy right now. I, I can't come help you. Yeah. And when the best friends that agree to do it arrive at the building, they get super scared because they see all the paid actors and the paid actors are literally just beating each other up and all the friends have to walk through them. And you could see some of the friends back out of the deal last minute so they make it that far and they decide to back out yeah but for the people that actually follow through you could actually see them walk through they have to go in an elevator and then once they get to the top the guys ask them hey do you have the money and they whip out 300 and then they drop the curtains and everybody just starts cheering for them this is actually a really good test to see who like your real friends are yeah i mean it's pretty freaky yeah i just don't really feel it's very fair though because it's like pretty intense <laughs> yeah because you're you might be thinking like oh no i better get out of here and call the police and then help my friend right because then you like you think if i go in there by myself i'm dead well yeah you might think too like if you go in there you might become held captive too yeah <laughs> so you might as well call the police and get some help right but good for those people that went in there and helped their friends yeah good for true friendship yeah because that building looks sketchy dang that's amazing. Okay, but moving on to the next one. Have you seen this social experiment that exposed how people react to intimidating people? No. Okay, so we've all experienced seeing someone that looks really intimidating, so you kind of avoid them, even though you've never met them. Yeah, I think it's just like human nature to do that. Yeah, so in this experiment, nine paid actors dressed up as super scary guys, like super intimidating, and they're all blocking this one passageway. And they wanted to see if anyone was brave enough to keep walking through them or if they would walk the other way because they got scared. That is a very like awkward situation to be in. Yeah, so you see the people will start to approach the paid actors and all the paid actors do is look at them they do nothing else but just stare at them and most of the people literally turn the other way and walk away even though they need to get across the other side i mean if it's scary yeah you're not gonna go through yeah and there are very few people who actually had the guts to walk through all the intimidating guys and everybody just starts running up to them and starts screaming and cheering for them it is a tough situation so i could see how it does take a brave person to do it i don't know how i would handle that yeah because it is awkward right yeah you know 
know like okay this is like sketchy this is like these guys look like they could hurt me but you also know that i have to get through to get to the where i have to go right so you have to kind of make a decision like okay how are you gonna get to where you need to go but also not get beat up and killed yeah <laughs> okay so moving on i have a very crazy story this week and this is something that will really show people's it kind of shows when you're put in a situation the length someone would go to win Ooh, right and it shows you the corruption of people oh this sounds like a good one so do you know the dark story about the exam that has no questions what the heck is that so the story starts out with eight different people and they're all getting ready because they're about to take this exam and if they can pass this exam they get their dream job so they all have to go to this one room and there's eight different desks everybody has their own desk there's cameras watching them constantly and there's also an armed guard that's going to be in the room while they're taking the test at all times okay what kind of test is this so it's really crazy so everyone walks in the room they all sit down and they're all really scared and nervous dude who wouldn't be there's an armed guard in the room yeah so then all of a sudden another guy walks in and his name is the invigilator and he tells all the candidates like congratulations you've made it this far this is like your final test to be able to get your dream job so the invigilator starts trying to talk about the rules of the exam and the first rule is that no federal laws apply in this exam room so you could basically break the law all you have to do is follow the rules of the exam. That's the only rules you have to follow. What kind of rule is that? Yeah, so the rules of the exam is that no candidate is allowed to talk to the guard or the invigilator. And they cannot ruin their test paper on purpose or by accident. And if one of the candidates choose to walk out of the room, they automatically are disqualified. So they're all given 80 minutes to take this exam. And the invigilator tells them, okay, there's only one question on this exam that you have to answer. And before the test begins, the invigilator asks all eight of them, is there any questions you guys have? So no one asks the question. So the invigilator later says okay you guys can start and then he just leaves the room wait so there's all these rules for just one question yeah so all the candidates turn over their test paper and they realize that the paper is blank and there's not a single question on the paper wait so there's no question they all start panicking because there's nothing on the paper they don't know what to do so since the time is running all of a sudden candidate number two starts panicking and gets out a pencil and starts writing down on the piece of paper reasons why she's the most qualified for the job so then all of a sudden the camera's watching her writing on the piece of paper and all of a sudden the guard goes and grabs candidate number Number two and throws her out because she broke a rule she ruined the piece of paper by writing on it so all she did was write on the paper and she got thrown out yeah so candidate number five realized that we're not allowed to talk to the guards but they said nothing about talking to each other so he starts trying to talk to everyone he tells everybody how we should work together and try to figure this out so they all start trying to work together and try to figure out what this exam is but they are so confused and none of them know so time is passing and candidate number five is like okay screw this i'm gonna try to stand up they never said we couldn't do that so he stands up and they all realize that we're allowed to stand up because we're not in trouble for that okay how are they supposed to do an exam that has no questions on it right so all of a sudden one of the girls grabs their piece of paper walks up to the light hoping that they're going to be able to see like some kind of secret message through the light but they see nothing it's blank still so yeah then everyone starts trying to grab their piece of paper and check it up to the light and realize there's still nothing and then one of the candidates realize that maybe it requires like a uv light or x-ray so they start looking around and they realize if they destroy all the lights the emergency lights will turn on which will be like uv lights okay watch one of them get in trouble for just breaking the light it is really risky so they all decide like let's take a vote so then they're all voting and they realize okay screw it we're just gonna start breaking the lights so once they break all the lights all of a sudden the emergency lights turn on and it is like a uv light so they all go up try to put the paper to the light hoping that there's gonna be something on it and they realize they're still blank there's still nothing there but then they realize that there's even more lights behind the emergency lights so they destroy the emergency lights and all of a sudden a different color light comes through so they all run up to the light try to put their paper up to it and they realize it's still blank there's still nothing there so they all start panicking because 20 minutes has passed now and there's only 60 minutes left so candidate 
candidate number five realizes like, let's all just go use candidate number two's paper and start trying to experiment on it because she's already been disqualified. So they all huddle around candidate number two's paper and they start trying to scribble on it. They even try spitting on it. They try peeing on it and nothing changes. It's still blank. Okay, I'm so confused what they're supposed to do with this paper. Yeah, so one of the guys starts freaking out and he's crying and he's like, can you guys all see something in the paper? And everyone's like so confused. Like, what is this guy saying? And then he says like, you guys are all reflections of the paper. So everyone's like, dude, what is this man saying? Like, shut up. So one of the other guys is like, maybe this isn't an exam. Maybe this is like a real life squid game and they're trying to like make us the victims and we're actually supposed to kill each other. I mean, it almost seems like that. So everyone starts talking about their theories, like what's really going on and what they're supposed to do. And then all of a sudden, one of the girls say like, oh no, the company would not do that to us. Like they're not going to make us like kill each other or torture us like that. So all the candidates become really skeptical of this girl. Like, how do you know so much about this company? Like, how do you know that? So the lady reveals that she actually works for the company and she took the exam hoping to be able to get a better job. But no one else knows what this company is or what it does. All he knows is that this is going to help them get a new job. So the lady tells everyone, well, this company is actually a medical company that found a cure for a disease that's been saving a bunch of people's lives. Wait a second. Are they all test subjects then? So one of the girls realize something and she walks up to the guard and reaches in his pocket and pulls out a lighter. And then she looks up and realizes that there's a fire alarm above her. And the group's like, why don't we start a fire and maybe we can get the water to come down and it's going to change the paper somehow. So the girl stands on top of the desk and holds up the lighter to the fire alarm, but she's not tall enough to get there. So the guy hands her a piece of paper and she lights it on fire and puts it up to the alarm. And sure enough, the water starts pouring down from the sprinklers. But then all of a sudden the guard starts walking towards everyone. So they broke a rule then. So the girl realized right when the guard's walking towards her, she opened up the piece of paper and it says candidate number four on the piece of paper. And she realized that she's candidate number four. And since she damaged her own piece of paper, she's now disqualified and punished. So she has to be escorted out. Candidate number five betrayed her and took her paper when she wasn't looking and handed it to her. And she thought she was using candidate number two, who's already disqualified. And then candidate number five goes up to candidate number one and like starts threatening him and bullying him and forcing him to write on his paper and eat it. So candidate number one starts doing it and the guard escorts him out because he ruined his paper too. Dude, candidate five is messed up. Yeah, so now there's only five candidates left and they're really upset at candidate five. So they all start fighting candidate five and knock him out and they tie him to a chair. So candidate number five wakes up and he's like all out of it. And he says like, where's my medication? I need my medication. And he tells him, if I don't get my medication, I'm gonna die. And he reveals that he actually has that deadly disease that the company actually has been helping fix. And he tells all the candidates like, look, if you help me find my medication, I'll tell you guys how to answer the exam. Is the disease contagious? Well, that's what everyone's afraid of. So they start trying to all work together, try to find his medication and they can't find it. So what they realize is that for the candidates, one of them must be hiding the medication because they can't find it. So one of the girls realized that underneath the desk, his medication was stuck to a piece of gum. So she pulls it out and she starts trying to hand it to number five. But right before he can take it, one of the guys hits it out of her hand and the medication falls into the vent. So the lady starts panicking like, why would you do that? And she looks into the camera and starts yelling at the invigilator like, please help us. We need help. He's going to die. And since she tried to talk to the invigilator, she broke the rule. So the guard had to escort her out because she was disqualified. Okay, so now there's only four people. Yeah, so one of the girls managed to grab the medication out of the vent and give it to number five and save his life. So they all ask number five, okay, we saved your life. We helped you out. Now tell us how we're going to beat this exam since you said you had the answer. So number five tells them there is no question and there is no answer. The only answer is the last person to be alive in this room is the winner and is going to get the job. So number five immediately starts running at the guard to grab his gun. And before he can grab the guy's gun, another guy fights number five and knocks it out of his hand and grabs the gun. So then number five and the guy starts fighting. Dang, so they're just going to start shooting each other now. Yeah, so number five manages to grab the gun for the guy and he starts putting his finger on the trigger. But whenever he pulls the trigger, a red light starts going off and he realizes that there's fingerprint recognition. So he has to grab the guard's hand to put it on the trigger to use it. So number five starts 
starts pointing at everybody and says like, hey, if you don't want to die, get out of the room now. So one of the guys like, okay, I don't want to die. I'm just going to leave. So he disqualifies himself. Okay, so that makes it three left. Yeah, so the last girl starts walking towards the exit and right when she's about to walk out, she yells lights out and all of a sudden the lights shut off and number five just starts shooting the gun randomly and then all of a sudden the lights turn back on and number five actually shot one of the guys and he's just lying on the ground. So they're doing all this just for a job. So number five starts looking around and he realizes that the girl still has one foot in the room. She didn't fully leave yet, so she hasn't lost. So he starts pointing the gun at her, but then he looks at the clock and realizes that there's zero seconds left. So number five looks at the camera and says, hey, invigilator, like I won. I'm the last one here. And then all of a sudden the guard walks up to number five and shows him his watch on his wrist. And he says, you actually have 20 seconds left. So since number five tried to talk to the invigilator, he actually lost because the game was still going. How would the clock go from zero seconds to 20 seconds? So during all the commotion, like earlier in the exam, number one went up to the clock and adjusted it, changing the time so no one knew. But the girl actually saw number one do that and she knew that she actually had extra time compared to the real clock. So in the end, the girl grabbed number one's glasses because it was on the ground and she starts looking at it, using it to look at the paper. And sure enough, it revealed the one question. And then all of a sudden, number one walks back into the room and he reveals that he's actually the CEO of the company and he wanted to be there to oversee everything. So him and the invigilator ask her, okay, so what's the answer to the question? And she responds, no. What? You see the very first question the invigilator asked everybody? He said, is there any questions and no one said anything all one person had to do is just say no and they would have won are you kidding me yeah so they hire the girl and they reveal that no one actually died the bullets were fake and it actually just put someone to sleep so the guy wakes back up and no one was harmed okay this was an insane story i mean but it shows you though what people will do for things that they really want, right? To get ahead in life. Yeah. And it's scary. It is scary because people will just turn on people. Yeah. I mean, look at all the little sly things that number five did, even like how they didn't want to help number five with his medication, right? Yeah. It just shows you the, the nasty side of people. Oh, that's so crazy. Oh, speaking of movies, did you hear how the cast of Wizard of Oz actually was poisoned? What? So you know the Wizard of Oz, right? It came out in 1939 and it was a huge movie and it was really big for the actors, right? To have this opportunity. But what if I told you it was like the worst thing for their health? What was so bad? about it so during the scene in the movie where the whole cast is together all of a sudden snow starts falling down from the sky and it's a movie right so it's fake snow but this fake snow is getting all over their face all over their skin i mean they're breathing this snow in but this fake snow was actually asbestos and asbestos is very lethal and deadly and cause like a bunch of lung disease and can kill you and at the time asbestos was the best material to use for fake snow in movies and back in 1939 people didn't know how dangerous asbestos was they didn't think anything of it so they were literally dropping poison on them yeah and get this, even their costumes were made of asbestos. Like the scarecrow, his stuffing inside was all asbestos. The witch's broom was made of asbestos. And the actor who played the Tin Man, his son Jack Haley Jr., actually died of a respiratory failure. Dude, that's scary. It's sad because maybe his dad like walked into his house like and was shedding the asbestos, you know? Yeah. And like killed him. Oh my gosh. Because it's like an overtime thing, right? Some people die instantly and some people die slowly, like years later. Yeah. Oh, that's bad. I know. It's just sad because who knows what's going on now in this world right yeah that we're going to discover 30 years from now oh my god that was killing us oh that's freaky to think about right oh that's freaky yeah 1939 they didn't know yeah and it ends up being one of the most deadliest things today oh my god so they're just sprinkling it on like parmesan cheese on the pizza you know what I mean? <laughs> like they don't care <laughs> I mean, wasn't asbestos in like house paint? Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing, right? Didn't we talk about how an up, how the paint, like the lead and asbestos, like it could have oh killed Ellie and stuff? Asbestos was in some toys too. Speaking of toys, we got some big news, okay? There is some crazy stuff that was just released today. 
that I think needs to be talked about because it's going to change your life. It'll change your life. It'll change your life. Oh, gosh. Did you hear how the creator of Uno, the card game, has actually changed the rules of the game? What did they change? So, you know when you get a draw two card and you put it down and then the next person puts down a draw two card and then the third person has to draw four cards. So, they just changed the ruling on that. What do you mean they changed the rules? So, now when you put down a draw two card, the next person cannot put down a draw two card. They just have to take two new cards from the deck. Okay, that rule sounds lame. Yeah, so the new rule is when someone puts down a draw two card, the next person can put down a skip card as long as it's the same color as the draw two card and then the next person has to draw two cards dude how are they going to change the rules like 20 years later could you imagine if it's like a mandela effect like this oh, is the I... rules now but it was always the rules before don't even start that oh my gosh i mean this change was made in august so i don't know like the video game version like if it's going to be that way but this is just the new rules for the card game but why would they change the rules all of a sudden there's no point i know it's crazy everybody like... knows how to play a certain way why change that could you imagine having a game for like forever right like can you imagine the creator of chess be like you know what you can no longer move your pawn like straight you have to move diagonal like how, yeah. how weird is that right it doesn't make sense and uno is such a successful game why would you just change it i have no idea i think it's really weird okay so speaking of crazy news did you see what happened to the guy that only ate mcdonald's for six months straight that cannot be good for you <laughs> okay so everybody loves mcdonald's it's kind of like a guilty pleasure because people think it's so unhealthy so a science teacher that weighed 280 pounds ate only things that were off of the McDonald's menu for six months straight. So he ate like cheeseburgers, Big Macs, everything off the menu, and that's it. So he would eat 2,000 calories of McDonald's every day, and every day he would go for a 45-minute walk. Okay, I don't think the walk's gonna do much help. Okay, but what's crazy is, after the six months of only eating McDonald's was over, he found that he actually lost 56 pounds, so now he only weighs 224, and he lost 21 inches in his waist. There is no way that's possible. Yeah, so since he only ate 2,000 calories a day and walked for 45 minutes each day, he actually lost weight because he stuck to his routine for six months straight. Well, I'm glad to see that there is some miracle stories with McDonald's eating. But it's crazy, right? He lost 56 pounds only eating McDonald's. I know. But then you watch like Super Size Me <laughs> and the guy's like dying from McDonald's, you know? Yeah. So maybe it's just as long as you eat less than 2,000 calories from McDonald's, like it's definitely better for you right. than if you're going to eat like as many calories as you want from McDonald's. But to wait, to go from 280 to 224 in six months just eating McDonald's, losing 21 inches off the waist. That's insane. Yeah, it's nuts. I cannot fathom someone going to McDonald's every day, eating that for all their meals, and then losing weight. Yeah. I think it's even proven, like, it's not healthy for you. Oh, yeah. I think McDonald's doesn't even advertise anymore that it's, like, good for you. <laughs> right. They just try to, like, you know, it tastes good. It tastes good. You get a free Happy Meal toy. We got the McRib. So moving on to the next crazy story. Do you know the astronaut that said he saw aliens in space? What? So astronaut Gordon Cooper was the last American to go to space alone, and he orbited the Earth 22 times. But on his journey, he said that he saw a green flashing spaceship flying towards his ship, and he said it looked like a saucer. So he's saying he saw a UFO. That's what he's trying to say. Yeah, and obviously everybody didn't believe him because how would there be a UFO flying with him in space? But what's crazy is in Australia, the satellite was actually picking up Gordon's ship, but it was also 
picking up another ship that they couldn't identify. So something was up there with him. So he wasn't lying. Yeah, and Gordon said that he's been living with this secret for so many years, and there's so many things on the radar that aren't identified and will never know what it actually is because it won't be released to the public. It is scary to think about how there could be UFOs. Yeah, I mean, I don't even like thinking about, like, there could be other life out there other than us. Yeah, because it's like the fear of the unknown. You don't know what they're capable of, what their intentions are, yeah. or what they can do, right? Yeah. Okay, so this part of the podcast is where Leia comes in and tells a real life story about two people, and we have to figure out who's right and who's wrong. So here comes Leia. Woo, Leia. Whose side are you on? All right, whose side are you on? My ex-best friend says I caused her boyfriend to cheat. Ooh. I, 24 female, have been friends with Bianca, 25 female, since middle school. Obviously, over time, as we grew up, we started to separate due to outgrowing interests and new ones forming, but we still hung out and talked a lot. She left to college in another state. I stayed in our hometown. Again, we still talked either on the phone or texting each other. This is where the problem starts, though. Ever since she moved to Texas, she has had many boyfriends. I have no issues with her dating. That's her business, not mine. It started to bug me when she would come to me about her issues with these guys. They always cheated or dumped her, but it was always a breakup constantly, then getting back together. I have voiced my opinion about these guys not being good for her because she has a bachelor's degree, owns apartment, a car, two jobs, but the guy she's dated barely has a job or has trouble keeping a job. When I tell her I believe these guys aren't right for her, she will get defensive, telling me, you don't know what it's like being in love. I just leave it at that, won't argue with her, because I don't want to argue with her. It's her life at the end of the day. I have never met any of her boyfriends, side note. We ended up going no contact last year because she got back up with her ex, whom started working in a strip club, and she saw nothing wrong with it. He ended up cheating before causing the first time to break up. She told me he believes I'm an obstacle, and we couldn't talk anymore. It hurt me a lot because she actually believed him. She actually cut me off and listened to that guy. She has recently reached out to me three days ago to tell me she is engaged. I told her congratulations and wish her nothing but the best. She then tells me we won't be friends anymore. I tell her that's fine. I respect her decision. She adds in the reason why, being that I caused her ex, the strip club working guy, by putting the idea of cheating in his head. I was like, seriously? When? I've never talked to him, never even met the guy. How did I do that? She told me he heard me when we were talking. Parentheses, she had me on speakerphone when I told her he might cheat again. So apparently me saying that made him cheat on her again. I told her he cheated because he wanted to. I got so upset because why are we even talking about the ex? You're newly engaged. It doesn't matter anymore. And she called me the C word and hung up. I'm open to the outside perspective if I'm wrong or if I was right. I just needed another opinion. Thank you. Am I wrong? Whose side are you on? Oh my gosh. So the friend is accusing her of making her ex boyfriend cheat on her yeah the guy who worked at the strip club but that's not the same guy that she's newly engaged to but she's trying to say like it's the writer's fault yeah for planting the seed in his head to cheat the girl had the writer on speakerphone right and so the boyfriend was like oh i heard you guys so she's basically telling me that i could cheat this is maybe the easiest one to solve <laughs> well uh the writer is right yeah Can you is her name that? bianca the, the loser uh, yeah. bianca you suck <laughs> all right get up what? <laughs> stop blaming your friend you're you're crazy yeah i think it's really sad because obviously she's still very triggered from like that experience that she had with the girl but it's like you're newly wed no 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 stop making excuses for her we'll move on really quick and we'll just say <laughs> bianca you're wrong get a life do better and you're wrong sorry to say i just it's just that easy happy wedding <laughs> have a good life 
Good times ahead for you, Bianca. <laughs> On that note, thank you, Leia. <laughs> Comment who you feel is right and who's wrong. Let's see who's Team Bianca out there. <laughs> Bianca is crazy. Yeah, I heard that one. It didn't, didn't, didn't sound too good. Well, guys, if you made it this far in the podcast, thank you so much. And please hit the subscribe button if you're not subscribed already. It really helps out the channel. And also hit the like button because that also helps out the channel a lot. And please comment what you want us to talk about next week. As you guys saw throughout this video, we took your guys' suggestions from last week and we talked about it this week. So we'll see you guys next Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And we'll see you guys tomorrow on TikTok. See you on the TikTok. God bless you guys. See ya. Love ya.